Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Relevance for Today, and we're continuing on with Christ-like living with determination, part three, and this is the final episode. First of all, if you have not listened to part one and two, please do me a favor, head over and do that, whether you're watching it on Kingdom Community TV or whether you're watching it on YouTube listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all those different locations, please do me a favor, head over and go ahead and listen to the other episodes. Sound awesome? Thank you very much. This is your first time tuning in. Once again, head over, do the other ones. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you all on here. We are getting closer and closer to episode 300. Time is definitely flying. So for those of you who've been listening for years, thank you so much for being a part of the ministry. And uh, for those of you who have been listening the whole time, welcome as well. Hey, don't forget you can go back and binge watch and binge listen to all the other episodes. They are going to be there forever, which is awesome. So thank you for that. Thank you for all the prayers and support. We have some financial donors. Thank you so much for your support in helping bless the ministry so I'm able to continue to make videos, continue to make podcast episodes, and able to afford to spread them around the world. So thank you for donating. If you have any questions about donating, head over to www.relevanceforttoday.org and you can go to the donate section or give section and go from there. You can give through Venmo, you can give through PayPal, or you can give through a few other locations that we have. Thank you so much for your support. You help me so I'm able to go as far as Pakistan and Philippines and got somebody listening in Russia and China and Papua New Guinea, Australia, Canada, United States, Africa, different countries in Africa as well, as well as Europe. Thank you so much. It truly is a blessing to be able to do this. So we're going to jump right in. We're wrapping up this series. The whole goal was, hey, we started a new year. And at the time I recorded this, it was 2024. And there's going to be times I'm going to reshare this again because it is a series. And the series are very important. And so there's going to be times I'm going to reshare. But the bottom line is this was recorded in 2024. And starting of the new year... And the goal is always when a new year starts, I love it when it's just like, hey, let's get in there. Let's do this. Let's do that. Hey, let's be determined. Let's live Christ-like lives. We're coming up into a new year. Let's get motivated. Let's be who God called us to be so people can see Christ in us, the hope and glory. So starting off the year, beginning of the year, January, February, sometimes even in March, it's all about these equipping episodes to get people encouraged and strengthened. So that's why the series, Christ-like living with determination, part three. 
So once again, in this series, we'll be looking at important instructions in the New Testament on living a Christ-like life. Because if we truly focus and devote ourselves to the Word of God, we will have a mindset that will be determined to live that Christ-like life. Amen? We're living in a day and age where the world needs to see Jesus in us and through us. And when I say through us, I'm not talking about looking through me to the other side. I'm talking about seeing us being Christ-like out in the community, in the marketplace, all over the place, food pantries, soup kitchens, shelters, whatever it might be, ministering to people in whatever way it is, we're out there volunteering, we're mingling in with society and living that Christ-like life, and people can see it in us and say, hey, there's something about that guy. Hey, why is that guy so happy? Kind of like... Uh, James from IGA, he gave me a compliment because someone, when I used to run the food pantry for almost 13 years, someone robbed the food pantry. They broke the window, they went in, took a bunch of meat out of the freezers, pushed some bags over, and when they came to interview me, I almost started laughing. I was smiling because I was just like, all they had to do was ask for the food and I would have given it to them. Well, James and the and the gangs saw it down at IGA, and they were laughing because they were like, who else would be smiling after being robbed except for someone like Steve Lewis? <laughs> so it was a compliment because I was at peace. It's like, hey, you know, God is good. We ended up getting blessed with enough food. Uh, a young lady raised over $500. She raised 200 and something, I think, and her church matched it. Ended up giving us almost $500. We got almost $500 in food that we were able to share with other pantries. So what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good. Opportunities opened up and people were blessed. But people saw Jesus through me by my actions. And of course, if they're looking at us, then we need to make sure we are living and walking Christ-like daily. Because they're going to get us on that day when you're not living Christ-like whether you're at the stop sign and you're yelling at the driver in front of you and you're beeping your horn and getting angry and come to find out they come to the church for the first time and they see you in your door greeting saying, God bless you, brother. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then they look at you and you look at them. You're like, oh my gosh, I just beeped the horn at them and threw up the middle finger at them last week. Right? That's not being Christ-like. We need to represent. And of course, remember, the last thing we want, and just like I was explaining, is for someone to look at us, knowing we are a Christian, and saying to themselves, if that's what being a Christian looks like, no, then I don't want to have any part of that. We don't want that to happen, so we need to stay focused. We want them to see us and ask, what have we in us? What do we have? Because they want it in trials and turmoils and craziness going on in the world, what does he have that I don't because I want that? Sound good? Okay, so let's jump on in with another important passage of Scripture that the Apostle Paul wrote, and this time we're going to mainly look at Colossians. Once again, remember the letters to the churches were written by the Apostle Paul, yes, but they were for Letters that would teach them how not to do certain things and letters to teach them how to. In the whole letters, 
were do's and don'ts, but they were to brothers and sisters in Christ back then, and we are brothers and sisters in Christ now, and we can glean off of those. And I know I sound like a broken record saying that, but every once in a while someone will say, oh, those letters were for them back then. They aren't for us today. It's like I want to learn how to be a Christian. I want to learn how to follow Jesus Christ the right way. I'm going to glean off of what the Apostle Paul has to say. The Word is in here, and it's for us to learn and be taught and trained and equipped. Amen? So I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation, and this section in my Bible was titled, Living the New Life. Since you have been raised, this is starting off with, sorry, starting off with Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Since you have been raised a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in place of honor at God's right hand. Yes. Think about the things of heaven, mm, not the things of earth. I love that verse. See that right there? Another great reminder to remember what to focus on. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Isn't that awesome? And so when you're thinking about that, what does it make you think of? You know, many of you know, focusing on all the craziness going on in the world, it'll drive you into depression, literally. Someone's got the news going, the next thing you know, and I've been doing some research and working on losing weight and getting in shape, and the journey's going really good, lost over 60 pounds. Thank you for all the prayer out there. But I've been doing my research, doing my studying, and in there, one guy was talking about how when you get bombarded with negativity and things like that, it actually changes your chemistry in your body. It starts pumping like adrenaline type thing. Then you're getting all anxious and upset. And that's why we fly off the handle sometimes or things are just going crazy. And then one little thing happens and then it's like, oh, you know what I mean? You just want to scream. So the thing is, focusing on the world is not the way to do it. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, right? Chaos, wars, politics, agendas, and more seem like a continuous bombardment of issues. It's just so much going on. But when we think of the things of heaven, you think about joy, peace, and hope, and most importantly, love and salvation. That's what comes to mind, and it brings a peace Ah, oh, that peace that surpasses all understanding. I need to stay focused. I need to get this stuff out of my head. Stop watching videos that are talking about leaders and the craziness going on in the world. Right now, I just need to focus, focus on the things of heaven. And of course, don't get me wrong. We can't ignore what's going on because we need to be aware so we can pray, so we can discern what the time is. But at the same time, we must have a heavenly mindset. Amen? Okay, continuing on with verse 3. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater. Worshiping the things of this world. And I'm going to stop right there. You know, and you've heard me share these verses before, but right now in this series, I was looking at different 
passages of scripture that would definitely show us how to live that Christ-like life. And the Apostle Paul warns us many times in most of his letters about staying away from sexual immorality, impurity, and lust. Honestly, folks, these things will defile our bodies and also grieve the Holy Spirit. The enemy uses these things in the world to trap and destroy us. Temptations are right there in our face daily. Think about it, folks. You're online. You're watching TV, whatever it might be. Sex, 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 sex. They've got it in commercials. It's everywhere. Advertisements pop up. This pops up. That pops up. And before you know it, temptation sets in and you've got to flee the same way Joseph did when Potiphar's wife tried to get his attention sexually. The enemy is trying to destroy us. Temptations are right there in our face daily, like I said, and that's why we have to stand vigilant and focus on the things of heaven and not of this earth. Amen? We have to stay focused. We have to listen to what the Apostle Paul said. And sadly, many times the greedy person when it talks about don't be greedy because that'll be an, an idolater. But the bottom line is many times the greedy person loves money and everything that it can buy for their life. And just as the verse says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Not money is the root, the love of money. And of course, when you have the love of money, that shows greed. And then you want to buy all kinds of fancy stuff because you want to look better than everybody else. And before you know it, you've got stuff. And that's all you have is stuff. And then guess what? As time goes on, they start realizing money truly doesn't buy happiness because it's just stuff. And especially once the money dries up, then everyone who cared about you because you had money is gone and they want nothing to do with you. So it's really important to pay attention to that as well. And let me share something with you. Pastor Jensen Franklin has a powerful sermon called Watch. W, now make sure you put the periods in between when you go search for this. W period, A period, T period, C period, H period. And I want you all to listen to it when you get a chance. And hopefully you do it sooner rather than later. But head over to YouTube and type in Jensen Franklin, W period, A period, T period, C period, H period. And when you do that, you will find it, watch that show, pray, play it for your entire family. It's a powerful sermon. Watch. 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 First of all, it was watch. Then it was watch your attitudes. Watch your temptations. Watch your character. And watch your household. Really important message, folks. Really important. Let's continue on with verse 6. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free, Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. And I love that statement. Christ is all that matters and he, through the Holy Spirit, of course, within us, lives in all of us. Amen. 
And think about that. But, but Steve, what about the people that don't like me? Christ is all that matters. But Steve, what about the amount of views and likes I get on my Christian posts? Christ is all that matters. Okay, but what about the political craziness going on? Christ is all that matters. You get my point? Yeah, it's all about Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's continue on with verse 12. Since God chose you to be his holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves, clothe yourselves. Just clothe yourselves, cover yourselves. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Now hold up for a second. These characteristics sound very familiar, don't they? Mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Well, let's take a quick refresher. Look at Galatians 5, and 23, and you can see how Paul's writings intertwine, right? But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And remember, if the Holy Spirit's within us, as followers of Jesus Christ, that means we've got that fruit within us. We need to get out of that fruit's way and let it out, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. And like I said, you see how the Apostle Paul's writings all complement each other when it comes to how we can live a Christ-like life? If you remember Galatians 5, 22 and 23, write those down, jot those down somewhere. I should be showing love. I should be showing joy. I should be showing peace. I should be showing patience. I need to be showing kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in my daily walk to live a Christ-like life. That's going to help you change, right? The fruit of the Spirit being shown through us. Mm. Like I said, if you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you as a believer, that means you've got the Holy Spirit in you. The fruit of the Spirit is in you. You're going to sit back, and when you're getting annoyed, you're going to think about that peace, that patience, and you're going to say, use patience, use peace. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me use the fruit of the Spirit. Help me, guide me. And you're going to see a change in your life. Verse 13 reads, make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Ouch. Oh boy, forgiveness. That's one thing that many of us have a hard time with. But here's the thing. As believers, followers of Jesus Christ, we are commanded to forgive others or Honestly, folks, it's in the word. Our heavenly father will not forgive us. Jesus said it. It's in Matthew, recorded in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. What does that mean? That means if our heavenly father doesn't forgive us, we won't enter heaven. We're not going to enter the kingdom. Because we're in unforgiveness, right? Does that make sense? But at the same time, remember, if you hurt others, then acknowledge what you have done and ask for their forgiveness. That's really important. Don't use these passages of scripture against them saying things like, you have to forgive me because God said so. You know, no, that's not what you do. You make sure you humble yourself, repent, 
and also make amends with those who you hurt. That makes it easier for them to forgive you. And I sure hope that makes sense, folks, but that's key. Forgiveness is key. So let's continue on. I'm getting all worked up. Let's continue on with verse 14. Above all, clothe yourselves, putting on more clothes, clothe clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And of course, there's only one definition for this love that he mentions as far as I'm concerned. And many of you know what that is. That love is described in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. You've heard me share that tons of times on Relevance for Today TV show, podcast show. But the bottom line is love. That's where you can find the definition of true love as far as us trying to strive for that love. And the author Frank Viola in one of his books mentions this neat exercise. And I shared it in the past during the love movement or something like that during one of my shows. But replace the word love in those passages of scripture with the name of Jesus Christ. And you'll see how powerful that is. You know what I mean? It'll be Jesus never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. He does not demand his own way. And you go through like that and you'll see Christ in that passage of scripture. But then let's take it one step further and replace love in that passage with your own personal name and see where we fall short. Replace love with your name and go through and ask yourself, am I patient and kind? Am I boastful or proud or rude? Go through and answer those questions and be truthful. But at the same time, it gives you some life goals to chase after. Okay, I need to work on my patience. Okay, I need to be more Christ-like and follow this direction when I'm doing these passages. Does that make sense? Strive to be that Christ-like. That's where that determination comes in. I'm determined to get in there and be Christ-like. Amen? Verse 15, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. And of course, that peace comes from God, right? That peace that comes from God is the peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace that comes over you when you really should be freaking out or falling apart, that's the peace of God. Amen? And the final verses, let the message about Christ in all his richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God and with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Amen? Yes. And the bottom line is, folks, there's so many verses in the Bible that we can glean from and learn how to chase after God and live a Christ-like life with determination. The key is, honestly, is being disciplined. Making a choice to take the time to read your Bible, to pray, to worship, 
and even sit silently waiting for him to speak. That's what it's all about. Knowing who you are is half the battle. Then get up, apply the scriptures to your life, and go for it. Remember what 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Verse 17, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Mm, powerful. It's right there in plain English, folks, for all of us. If God's word is there to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives, then we need to dig in and not let go, right? It's, it's crazy. If it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right, then what else is there left for me to say except get in the word and stay there? Dig deep, use it as a life manual to fix your life, and then go help others do the same by sharing what you learned. Amen? Hey, folks, that concludes this three-part series. Hope you really enjoyed it. Let's go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for the opportunity to share this message today. I thank you for your inspiration through the Holy Spirit and guidance just pointing people in the right direction so we all, including me first and foremost, can get equipped, can be determined to live a Christ-like life, that we can just dive after your word. We can dive after the Apostle Paul's teachings, after all the teachings in the Bible, so that many will come to know you in a greater way as their Savior and Lord. So I just thank you so much for all my listeners and watchers out there as you watch over them, protect them, and keep them safe. Blessings on their lives. I thank you for all these things. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Truly hope you were blessed with this series. Don't forget to share with friends, family, and even strangers. Hey, make sure you subscribe. And also, if you're over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please leave me a rating. Leave some comments. You can do the same on Amazon as well. Amazon Music, Audible Books, all these different locations. Leave me a rating. That way it can push relevance for today podcast show up in the charts. Right now we're rated in the top 10% in the world, which is over 300 and some odd thousand. But hey, you know what? When there's millions of podcasts, I'm not complaining. But I thank you all for listening and watching. Truly appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe. Hey, also kingdomcommunity.tv. Get over there. Get the app right on your phone. Watch the shows. Not only mine, but watch all the amazing ministers and ministries out there. Great stuff, folks. Hey, with that being said, love you all. Take care of yourselves. Christ-like living with determination. Love you. Peace. <laughs>